Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Sean and Chris. You weren't very dramatic. Quiet. No Lee, pause. no Lee, and a quiet you. Unless we've got some kind of um, Skype or Discord lag or something tonight. No, it should be fine. I just said I, I think I said it at the right time. But if it's laggy, and then we'll, uh, we'll 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 say that pause was for dramatic effect. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that'll do. It's how are we all this week anyway? Solid. All right, yeah. Not bad. Yeah, bit of, a, um, bit of an interesting uh, return to Hockenheim at the weekend. Yeah. Hockenheim? No, no ring. Hockenheim. Oh, God. It's, it's been a long week and it's only Monday. <laughs> yes. Yes, it has. Um, yeah, Nürburgring, I think that, that was, we mentioned it on last week's pod, didn't we? The first race there since 2013. It's a classic race circuit and yet again, it didn't disappoint. It's very strange that that the more classic non-Tilka circuits are providing the better racing. Yeah, exactly. Is it I is it strange or is it is it is it fully expected? Utterly expected. One thing I think it's. Sh- I was going to say one thing that we were wrong about last week was it turned out there was eight drivers that had driven there before, although we weren't expecting Hulk at the time. Neither was he, to be fair. No, that was the, uh, the the early news. Now, I've seen that he said that he was drafted in. He was having a coffee in the morning, and he was like f- like 40 minutes drive away or something. Mm-hmm. But on his Instagram that morning, before they announced that Lance Stroll was even not going to take part in FP3, he was already at the Nürburgring because he was expected to be working for German TV. So I don't know why he would have been 40 minutes away. And on his Instagram, he was by the roller coaster at the Nurburgring. Unless he wasn't expected, unless he'd maybe been there earlier on, had buggered off somewhere for coffee, and then uh, got the yeah. call. Maybe the coffee's better in Cologne than it is in Nurburg. Oh, of course. Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. But uh, yes, um, Hulk becomes the first driver to sub for two drivers on the same team. It's not a good start. Since Brendan Hartley, who is now not the most experienced at doing that. No, no. Uh, to be to be fair as well, um, Hulk didn't start one of those races. There was it the first race he didn't mm. he deputised in. His car refused to make the start. So in reality, he's 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 only done. Yes, he's been drafted in for three weekends, but he's only done two races. He, he was a DNS at Silverstone, but um, he's done three qualifying sessions, mm-hmm. two races, mm-hmm. and two and two lots of practice. Yes. Yeah, and <laughs> his. Uh, the fact that he had zero notice, I don't think anyone really expected him to get out of Q out of Q one into Q two. It would have been good if he did, um, but he to, to only be was it four tenths off getting into Q two. Yeah. That wasn't bad. It's a pretty good effort considering he had like twenty minutes in the car just <laughs> it, before qualifying. It must have been good coffee in Cologne. Mm. I think we, I think we may have to uh, may have to do a road trip when uh, when COVID's finished just to find out what it's like. <laughs> and then we can drive around the old Nurburgring. Yes, that would make a good video for YouTube. Yeah, we yeah, we still need to do the TT course. Yeah, we do. At some it, point. I don't know if it's all functioning <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> I mean, we've we've had the video of um, shit Valencia, aka Douglas Prom. Yeah, we have. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we will we will do the uh, TT course soon. Now, um, 
I got talking of the Nurburgring. I actually got sent a um, YouTube link by a friend of the podcast, Stephen Terror, earlier tonight. Um, some someone doing mm. a lap of what's left of the Sudschleifer. Oh, yeah, the old the old South Course, which mm. kind didn't some of that make way to the Grand Prix circuit as it is now? I think so. Yeah, yeah. The um, the two straights are on the Grand Prix circuit, but the rest of it goes through what looks to be um, an industrial estate, uh, a housing estate, and a gravel road through a car park. Nice. Oh right, okay. Yeah, it could because um, the 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 Dunlop curve, as we were talking about last week, the, the, the hairpin at the bottom of the circuit. I think that was there um, way back when they they did the full Nurburgring. But it's um, yeah, I didn't realise that part of the old Sudschleifer had actually um, you know become a housing estate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the housing estate's built just off one of the corners, and the main the main road uh, that runs around the perimeter of the estate is the old track. I'll um I'll post a link up on okay. the, post yeah, a link sounds, up on the socials sounds, and uh, yeah it's um well, it's an interesting one to watch yeah there's a um this Dutch guy he goes round old um old racing circuits and wherever he can he drives around them to show you what they're like now I don't think he's, I don't ah. think he's done has he got a Land Rover um I think I think he needs to have based on the quality of some of the roads that uh, that are still there. I was going to say, you should go and do Hockenheim if he's got a Land Rover. <laughs> no, I thought, don't, you, don't you need something a bit bigger that can uproot some trees? Yeah, possibly, yeah. There are some <laughs> trees in the way, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's now completely off-road. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you can still see where it was, but it, yeah, it's, it's off-road now. <laughs> so, anyway, back to... Um... Back to the race. Um, yeah, I was saying it was it was a good one. Um, it, it held it held the interest for a couple of hours, didn't it? It was all right. Yeah, it wasn't too processional. Bit of controversy about the safety car towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as to whether or not they really needed it. Yeah, I mean, Michael Massey's actually put out state, a statement saying it was obvious with George Russell's incident that a virtual safety car would do based on what it would take to get the car off the road. But with Lando's, yes, the car was parked next to a marshal's post. Yes, it was parked next to an escape area. Um, Mm. But they couldn't actually wheel it forward and wheel it through because it was beached as well. Mm. Yeah, but and also because of the way that the car stopped when it completely died, uh, it was kind of stuck in gear, was it not? So they wouldn't have been able to push it anyway if they could yeah. freewheel it. Yeah, I think the, the whole the whole thing had locked up, and it it did need the did need the crane to actually get it out and make sense. Michael Michael Massey is taking a lot of crap at the moment, and mm-hmm. yeah, not all of his he's doing okay. Not all of his decisions are a hundred percent, but the problem is he's got Charlie Whiting's boots to fill, and it was going to be an impossible job for whoever took it on. Well, it's not just that. His job is to keep people safe, and that's everyone. That's marshals as well as you know drivers and you know people in pit lane, etc. So if he sees a uh, and, and it's not just him that sits in an office by himself. We see him sat with the stewards. So there will have been a conversation, and he will probably. I think a full safety car is the right call here. And you know, there's a room full of, as I say, people who are experienced. Uh, they would have they would have been able to say yes or no to him and say oh no 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 virtual is fine then you know that conversation would have taken place but it wouldn't it wouldn't just have been no right that's it full safety car press the button yeah that, yeah that's because right. that that's not how things work it, it a conversation would have taken place which is why you don't always get the decision straight away because they obviously have to make that decision quite quickly 
Yeah. Um, of course, this week the uh, the driver steward was. Um, I'll, I'll go for acquaintance of the podcast, Derek Warwick. Acquaintance of the podcast. Um, yeah. He's, well, yeah, he's heard of us, hasn't he? He's heard of us. Um, he recorded all the drivers that did the ninety minutes of Le Mans the other week. A good luck pre-race video. Very good. Stunned stun silence uh, from Chris end, of, <laughs> Chris end of the conversation. No, not 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 at all. Uh, that's quite cool. But when I, when I went to Jersey a few years ago and tried to find Nigel Mansell, uh, my my second choice, if I couldn't, and I'm not not ashamed to say that, my second choice, if I couldn't find Nigel Mansell, was to go and find Derek Warwick because he owns a, a Honda dealership on Jersey. Um, but uh, I didn't find. Uh, I didn't find Derek Warwick either. With a workshop upstairs where he was apparently working on his grandson's go-kart at the time of the recording the video message. Because yeah. one, one of... Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. One, one of our uh, iRacing regulars, um, Alex, lives in Jersey. Or is it on Jersey? He's it, it, a Jerseyarian. Let's go for that. In, right. in, in Jersey, I think it is. We would say in the Isle of San Man. Diegoans, yes. San Diegoans. San Diegoites. So... <laughs> Send the Aegons. <laughs> what happens if you're from Ghoul? <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of my ancestors. Like, like a lot of my ancestors actually are. <laughs> oh dear. Yes, I come from a long line of ghoulies. What go- a load of ghoulies. Yeah, I was going to say I come from a long line of ghoulies. <laughs> <laughs> Technically speaking, we all do. <laughs> But uh, yeah, one of our regular um, iRacing crowd, Alex, uh, lives uh, lives on Jersey. So he um, he tracked him down and said, um, "Any chance he could do this?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, not a problem at all." So I'm like, a bit delayed, but uh, thank you to um, acquaintance of the podcast, Derek Warwick, for doing that. <laughs> uh, this week's driver steward. Thank so you, that, Derek Warwick. Yeah. So well, that is that is actually two podcast related former drivers that have been stewards over the last few weeks. Yes. Because actual friend yeah. of the podcast, Johnny, Johnny Herbert, Herbert was, was, uh, was on the show, wasn't he, a mm, while back? Yes. Which makes him a proper friend, not just an acquaintance. It's Are we going to try and get him on full-time sometime soon? Yes, yeah, we're, we're still working it, and if you're listening, Johnny, reply to your emails. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, should we, do the, uh, should we do the race review? Because there's... Yes. It's what we're here for, really, it, that, isn't that, it? That, I, I just thought we were here for people to listen to our witty conversation about anything but F1. Oh, no, go to uh, patreon.com slash three legs four wheels if you want that. Nice, subtle plug. Anyway, Williams at the back. It was. Um, right, so George Russell. Again. Yeah, George Russell with a DNF. Um, not his fault. Not Yeah, not a great deal he could have done about that, and Raikkonen got a penalty because it was his fault, so yeah. that was that, really. Yeah, you get, you get a Kimi in the kidneys, and all of a sudden you're side, sideways on. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was totally Raikkonen's fault. He broke the record, and we're, we're going to talk record breakers, I imagine, at some point uh, during this pod, but Raikkonen breaking the record for the amount of F1 starts, um, that wasn't his best race uh by by a long shot no. uh, it was a fairly i don't know if it was his tires were just going off and he couldn't he couldn't quite control but when we saw the on board he kind of just corrected his steering into george russell yeah it, yeah penalty was fair but again mm-hmm. it wasn't deliberate it's just what happens it's just clumsy um, but, i think yeah a bad racing incident 
That's because that was bad racing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not what you'd expect from a man of 324, mm. 323 Grand Prix. 323, I think, it isn't was, it? Yeah, it was 320. Uh, That's what the cake said. That, that is true. The cake. We'll get onto that when we do Alpha, the, the, the infamous cake. Um, and also Latifi in 14th. Not the last of the finishers, but again, we don't know if he's any good or not. He had, um, he had a bit of a, a proper race with Kvyat over the last couple of laps. They, they swapped places a few times. He obviously came he did out finish on ahead top, of Kibia, so, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, so yeah, he obviously he had a little bit of a battle and won it. He must have uh, done that. The um, final safety car period, about the only safety car period, must have done him well. Um, you know, in that case, remember they were talking about on Sky about how to speed up um, to get the tires nice and warm mm. beforehand. Um, maybe, maybe Latifi was a benefactor of that. Possible, yeah. If it's possible to speed up in a Williams on a Sunday, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only behind, only behind the safety car. Yeah, that's yeah. Which, which of course, once again, was accused of going too slow and staying out too long. But, but, but that's because of the temperature of the track, though, wasn't it? Yeah, Burnt Mylander can't win, even though he spends more laps in the lead <laughs> than just about anybody else. I will get my coat. Um, just one thing to say about the Williams qualifying performance. So this was, and I actually checked, I checked back. This was the first race this season where more Mercedes engines were knocked out in Q1 than Ferrari engines. That is a stat. Because it, it also was the exact same starting position for Williams that they qualified in the last race at Nürburgring. Both cars were in the same positions as they were seven years ago. Oh, yes. Zero yes. progress in seven yeah. years. Six, uh, yes, 16th and 18th, wasn't it? Something like that, yeah. 17th, 17th and 18th. 17th, 18th. But, um, yeah, so, yes, for the, uh, for the first time, Mercedes, um, this was thanks to Hulkenberg really not knowing the car. Um, Mercedes had three engines go out to Ferrari's two. Um, it's been equal once this season, but every other race has been more Ferrari engines than anything else. That that was that was my stat, and I tweeted that before Sean did. Not... <laughs> yeah, it's not surprising, though, is it? Given the, the terrible woes that Ferrari have had this year. No, that is uh, that is true. So I think Ferrari are hoping for more stand-in drivers and Williams to enter four cars in future. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. luck with that. Yeah, it was uh, it was a bad bad luck on terms of George Russell. I don't know that he would have been able to have done much. Um, I don't. I don't if think he hadn't had that. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he'd have been on for points because he was he was lapping round the back of the field anyway and yeah um as as we know williams williams have designed a car for saturdays yeah well raikkonen was passing him wasn't he or trying to yeah. when when they went around and raikkonen raikkonen finished 12th so you know he may have got like a may have been like 13th you know a place ahead of latifi something like that but um possibly but i think that's probably you know, props about the- to williams yeah, possibly about the best. But, I mean, Williams, we know for a fact we're not going to really see anything concrete from them for, well, it's going to be 2022. Because... Yeah, it's a, it's um, they were also Rands. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I think we'll give, just give the Williams the entire um, Antonio Giovinazzi Memorial Participation Award for this weekend. <laughs> because we can't give it to Giovinazzi. Memorial? Because... He's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> According to Lee, most of the time he should be. <laughs> he's, he's such a slow burner Antonio Giovinazzi like every season that he's been in Formula 1 and I said that he should he really needs to kick on this season and he hasn't 
he's just starting to now. He's beaten Riker <laughs> in the last couple of races, and now he's scored a point. Mm-hmm. Does this mean he's going to get another haircut and get rid of the man bun? Oh, maybe. Oh, I hope so. Um, <laughs> but then by the time we get to like, by the time we get to that, whatever it's called, the loop of Bahrain, where they're going to be like less than a minute, I'm sure Giovinazzi, even though he's in an underpowered Alfa Romeo Ferrari, is going to be like fourth or something like that. <laughs> All of a sudden, Alfa Romeo Ferrari have got massive problems. It's like, oh shit, what do we do with him now? Yeah. They'll find yeah, well, something. Well, we, we, we have. We have signed Schumacher, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that was that was the big thing, of course, with Alpha this weekend. We were going to see Mick Schumacher making his actual current car Formula One debut on Friday morning. But the rain had but, other yeah. ideas. It wasn't the rain; it was mainly well, the fog. Well, yeah, 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 the weather. It was the fog because of the because of the medical helicopter, which is something we're very mm-hmm. used to here on the Isle of Man. Yes, because um, on the TT course there has to be. Um, no fog because of the um, you know the, the only way to get an injured rider if anyone crashes on a 37 mile circuit is to fly fly them to the hospital um there's no there's no way you can do it by road really unless you you know you spend like three hours going down country lanes etc it's just and that's just totally not viable so the only way to do it is by by helicopter and the rule is that the nearest medical facilities must be 20 minutes away yeah yeah, is 20, that right? Yeah, yes. 20 minutes by road or air. Mm-hmm. And the nearest one to and, the Nürburgring is 25 minutes by road. Yes. Hence they need yeah, a helicopter. So, so they had to do it by... Yeah. yeah which, I think Austin is another one, isn't it, that is uh, very helicopter-dependent. Yeah, there was, um, there was a US Grand Prix. Which is strange it. because it's not, it's not that, that far away from like, yeah, central you Austin. Yeah, you would think, but apparently not. Um, yeah, because there was an FP1 at Austin that was mm. delayed a few years ago because uh, because of fog. I think it's 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 specific facilities they need, isn't it? It's obviously like resource and and trauma Ge- general, and all that general, kind of thing. General trauma. Yeah. So um, yeah, there'll be there'll be a hospital somewhere near the track. There'll be medical facilities in the airport, which is right next to. Mm-hmm. Um, Not there'll we'll... be medif- medical facilities at the track, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. If if there's a really about a bad crash, they need to be able to get them. To the the right place stabilized in somewhere um so yeah we lost yeah. all the running on friday which gave us our first two-day weekend ahead of the one that we're getting in three weeks time at Imola. Yes. Uh, in Imola, uh is it three weeks yeah it's three yeah weeks. i think yeah. so that sounds about yeah, right yeah it, it is three weeks because we've got a weekend off this weekend again haven't yeah we? we got two yeah weekend off and then we've got back to back with portimao and um Imola. yeah um so yeah, we didn't we didn't get to see Mick Schumacher or Callum Island making the debut. So something's gonna, something's going to end up getting rearranged for them, and I can't now see it being at Portimao because no bugger knows it. I think they've said that there won't be they won't get another chance until Abu Dhabi um, because they won't take them to an unfamiliar track. Yeah, um, and they don't want to do it at Bahrain because that's the F two finale so they don't want to distract yeah so yeah. it could be it could be that there are three ferrari academy drivers doing abu dhabi so vettel gets bumped from fp1 on his last i, I don't uh... imagine it would be vettel i imagine it would be yeah <laughs> here has here's a large quantity of money <laughs> what are you going to learn from is uh, schwartzman supposed to do the young drivers test after uh, um, no schwartzman after abu i think he's doing both isn't he he's doing an fp1 and Doing young driver, I think. Yes, I think. Yeah, I think he is. Uh, that might that might change now then. Potentially. Yeah. 
uh, we yeah, we could. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting what they what I they think, pull out. Yeah, I suppose the, the the advantage for Ferrari is by that point they will know which two were top in F two. So if if Schwartzman ends up being third, they can quite comfortably at that point say, "Not this year, mate." Yeah, yeah. Have a go, have a go next year when you're a reserve driver for one of the teams or yeah. or all the teams. Um. So anyway, yeah, yeah. Alfa Romeo, Joe Benazzi, yeah, he's co- he's coming together, got in the points. Um, we we know Lee, if he was here, would be like, yeah, but shenanigans. He wouldn't have gotten the points if Norris and Ocon and and Albon had fin- finished. And we like, well, yeah, but you've you've still got to get to the finish, and those guys didn't. So yeah, and mm-hmm. Jensen Button won won a world championship if everybody else had a Mercedes engine, a Ross Brown designed <laughs> car, and a double diffuser. Correct. Take, yeah. take, take so, that, uh, put that in your spec series and smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Too harsh. Yeah. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Raikkonen with his penalty obviously was a bit further back because he had mm-hmm. a pit stop after that incident yes. with Russell, didn't he? So um, Giovinazzi tenth, Raikkonen twelfth. They could have had a double points finish. Well, Raikkonen had a pit stop under the safety car, which kind of gave him a free penalty. He still had to do the 10 seconds, oh, he, he but it, was, it, it counted well, less. Yeah, think. he still yeah. had to do the 10 seconds, but it wasn't as much of a hit because it was a slower 10 seconds. That's that's not part of the rule that you have to do it under green flag conditions, no, just that... that you have to do it within three laps. No, no that's a, that's a drive-through. Yeah, you, 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 uh, you, you've, you've got to do it at your next, at pit, your next stop pit stop or it gets added yeah. on at the end of the race. Yes. So I, I don't think... What it... you can't do is do it under red flag conditions. Correct. Yes. <laughs> I've been stationary for more than 10 seconds. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I am sure Ferrari are reading the rules, looking to see if there's a loophole. That is a loophole that they can exploit. <laughs> oh, if there's one there, they'll find it. Oh, hell yes. But Alpha looked looked a little better than they have been recently because you've got to say for the most most part of this season they've looked bloody useless the pair the pair of them and the car just the whole combination um <laughs> hence the participation award yeah it it's hard to know where alpha stand really um, where, wherever ferrari tell them to yeah um <laughs> ferrari... ferrari can't really can't tell them to do an awful lot with the lack of power they've got in the back of that car so lack of power but they were the only constructor not to have any retirements this is true yeah <laughs> reliable but slow um no there were other there was an, there was another engine manufacturer that didn't have any retirement oh no there wasn't no there was oh, there, there was one oh. Renault one Honda and a few Mercedes yes of course yes Ferrari, Ferrari engines actually made it Yes, they were all fine. Yes, not th- not thinking about that. <laughs> they were all slow, but they were functional. Yeah, and talking of slow Ferraris, Haas next. Um, K-Mag in 13th. God, he was beige. He, who did he have a bit of a to-do with? Was it Vettel? Yes, yeah, it might it might have been. I mean, he, he was so drab, Nico Rosberg could have skinned him and worn him as a suit. Yeah, that was he... Uh... Vettel tried overtaking Magnussen, and Magnussen instead of being like, "Oh, okay, fair enough," he's just like, "No, I'm going to fight this." Like, what? Which is Wait, fine, perfectly <laughs> entitled, to, entitled to defend his position. Yeah, you know, bat- bat- yeah, battling it, for twelfth and thirteenth, two bold men fighting over a comb. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but Grosjean, I don't know if this is down to um, Hass's uh, super uh, strategist again, or whether this was a call from Roman himself. But it was the fact that he went onto the hard tires. And made them last 
um, meant he, he didn't stop under the safety car mm-hmm. and climbed up into the points. Roman Grosjean has scored points this year, everyone. Maybe he should have gravel finger more often. To be fair, I think that was probably extremely sore. Mm-hmm. Having uh, having ri- formerly ridden a motorcycle and got winded by riding into a bee, <laughs> I can... <laughs> I can vouch for um, I can vouch for like hitting small things at high speeds feels a lot worse. <laughs> and I suppose when you're travelling at a re- relatively high speed and the thing that's flying towards you is travelling at a high speed towards you, it's going to hurt even more. And yeah, it yeah. was it was gravel kicked up by the back of Kimmy. I seem to believe he that blamed was, Kimmy. That, yes. that was that was the whinge. He, was specific alpha gravel. But in the picture he put on Instagram of himself holding two pints shortly after the race, there is no sign of any damage to any of those fingers. <laughs> no, have you heard his uh, post race uh, team radio? No. His engineer, his engineer asked him how his finger was, and he goes, "I think it's fixed now." <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's how bones work. They just, they just knit themselves back together while being uh, g-forced around the place. It's yep. fine. Right there, you go, Dallas Cowboys fans. You'll have Dak Prescott back within a matter of hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably just one of those things. That the, the gravel probably bounced off his knuckle, and that's going to hurt a yeah, lot. Yeah, it probably um, did sting. But, but you know, like an hour later, it's it's probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's broken. <coughs> no, broken. 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 Right, what we got next? Um, Alpha Tori, binary or what? Kvyat fifteenth, Gasly sixth. What happened to Kvyat? He was. Did it? Oh, it was Alban, wasn't it? He was rubbish. <laughs> no, he got. He got. He he got hit he by got, Alban. Lost his front wing. Yeah, and then he had damage. Affecting him for yeah, the Al- Al- duration. Well, Albon didn't hit him more of run over him. Albon, to, to be fair to Kvyat, Kvyat kind of like let Al- didn't let him pass, but he, he made sure that, wait, hang on a second, I'm only in this place. When he came out of the chicane and he knew that he was ahead of Albon purely because he hadn't taken the chicane, mm-hmm. he's like, right, um, I need to let Albon kind of go in front of me here. So he sort of gave way to Albon then Alban came across him so quickly. Yeah, yeah. Alban only o- Alban only overtook three quarters of Kvyat. Yes, and took the other quarter with him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because like Kvyat, give him his, his his due. He's allowed to do this. Was clearly looking to tuck right underneath Albon to try and get DRS down the straight to fight back. He's perfectly entitled to do that. But he tried to race fairly, and Albon didn't really give him a chance to. Albon just took his front wing off, and. Somehow Albon got away with that, although the damaged radiator, I'm not sure I entirely buy that story. There, there are there are a few raised eyebrows when he came in, weren't there? There are theories on the internet, and there are there are lots of um, there are lots of quotes which have raised a few more eyebrows. I mean, he did, Albon did did get a penalty for it. He got uh, he got yeah. five seconds. And then we were very surprised by the fact that he drove into drove into his box and then they jacked the car up. And we're, we're thinking, you're not yeah, allowed you're to not do that. Yeah, you're not the car yet. Hang on. But, yeah, I mean, that that did um, that really compromised Kvyat's race because he had to do a very slow lap. I think he got a puncture out of it as well. Possible, yeah. Um, because, yeah, the, the... yeah I mean, he, he, was, he was fighting with somebody who was um, in about 6th or 7th at the time and then 
just ended up at the back and never really mm. properly recovered from it. Yeah. Whereas Albon, we were after Saturday, everyone was like, Oh, Albon qualified well. He's done really well here. Maybe, you know, maybe this is, you know, he's getting it together. He did well in a couple of races now. So hopefully this is Albon being, you know, the Red Bull driver that Red Bull want. And then he goes and does stuff like that when he's halfway down the field. It's just like you're making it even harder for people to defend you. That's the one thing you don't need to be doing right now. <laughs> he had a near miss with Gasly as well, I think, didn't he? A couple of, a couple of laps later. Um, yeah, because I, I made a joke about is he trying to destroy the um, mm. Alpha Tori cars just so he's got nothing to be demoted into. I'm really on phone tonight. We had no reaction to any of this. Either, either that or Chris I've has heard got that one already. Yeah, you told I'm, that uh, one yesterday. I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was hoping to hear something from Chris, but anyway. <laughs> no, um, sorry. But, Not for that one. But, um, yeah, Gasly got away with it. Finished sixth. He's he's coming good again. I can't, wa- did a... I can't wait to see him in a better team. Get out of the, <laughs> get out of the Red Bull organisation and get a real seat. Yeah, he did, he did like a proper sort of what we would say science drive, but science did the same. Where they just sort of don't get involved in anything. Mm. People kind of drop out in front and around them, and then all of a sudden they're in really good finishing positions. Mm. Yeah, I don't. G- Gasly's got a really good haul of points. Yeah, I think aside from having a near miss with Albon, I don't remember seeing him particularly. But yeah, there he was with a, a strong point. So yeah, def- def- mm-hmm. definitely worked for him, and he just seems a lot more comfortable. Did, wasn't in he this battling car? with Leclerc at the end? Uh, yeah, well, wasn't he... Gasly battling with Leclerc towards the end of the race? Yeah. Got past him. Yeah, I think he he was and won. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so so props to Gasly again. Yeah, because um, Leclerc got seventh and um, Vettel only half a spin this time because he managed to save it. Oh, when he was passing, was it Giovinazzi? Yes, but then not obviously passing Giovinazzi. Yeah, kind of lots, lots of sideways, and then managed to get himself the right way around before he ob- got overtaken by his own back end. Spinella, <sighs> yeah, spin, Spinderella. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, um, Vettel's checked out. It was. It wasn't a spin to. It was like a spin where he panics and sort of you know floors it like we've seen him in the past. Uh, he did it as as soon as this season in in Austria, didn't he? When he thought Science was going to hit him. Um, but it was more of a, oh shit, I'm going to crash if I don't avoid it. And in avoiding the crash, he spun, yeah. which is better than crashing, I suppose. Marginally, but once again, we end up with a Ferrari in 11th. It, it just seems it just seems like at some point of um, some point of Saturday or Sunday, a Ferrari will finish a session in 11th place. It's the curse of having Esteban Gutierrez for one season before Mercedes signed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's really come back to bite him big time. But um, either that Claire, that Claire, that car has been completely designed around Leclerc and everything that he does, or Vettel's checked out before the start of the season, or both. I think it could be a, a little bit of both. You know, to to quote Lee, yeah, you don't yeah. you don't go from being a full time world champion to being shit overnight. But if you've got a shit car that's going to do you no, no you good, don't. there's there's no point developing it, helping develop it because it's not going to really, really do a lot with it next year, and you're not going to be there. Well, they've said they have a new engine for next year, Ferrari. So yeah, yeah. there are engine upgrades available, but it's uh... they 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 have yeah. used the phrase "new engine." 
So it must be a must be a new ICE that yeah. they're using all their tokens on. And we thought with Ferrari typical organisation they'd be getting a pencil troll. Yeah. I've not said it's going to be any good, but it's <laughs> it's coming. Barney Stinson, yeah, it's, it's Barney Stinson said new is always better. Oh, not yeah. really. Yeah, that's going to be the issue. Then, then again, what could be worse than this year's Ferrari engine? Next year's Ferrari engine? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll find out in March. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ferrari fans are going to be switching off in drove. <laughs> so do we have many? <laughs> yeah, both of them. <laughs> yeah, see you later. We'll, 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 we'll the thing see, is... We'll, we'll see you in 2022 when you're competitive again. No, I want Ferrari to be fighting for race wins because they're supposed to be. Um, the thing is, it's, at the moment, it's Mercedes isn't kind of out front with Red Bull challenging every now and again. Um, but then we haven't really seen a, a, a real race-winning fight from anyone else except Ferrari in like recent years. Now they've dropped away. You know, we, we kind of want to see McLaren and Ferrari up there and, you know other teams having a chance at perhaps winning a race um, without shenanigans. Yeah, I mean, more is it to paraphrase Toto, uh, the racer in him wants to see everything competitive at the front. The team principal in him just loves it when nobody else is. Mm. I'm gonna have to do yeah, something. I can understand both points of view. I'm going to have to do something with the lag on, uh, on Chris's channel. It's not that bad. Well, I got lag. You've uh, got maybe like a second of lag. Yeah, some, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Let me let me count. Let me count the time. If I say if if, if I say, go, go, go. Okay. Yeah. Paul has a longer lag than yeah, me. Probably, it seems. I think, yeah. I'm, I'm, no. No. I think I've got a little bit of lag. Ah, uh, it's all right. It's 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 nothing that it's our listeners. Functional. It's nothing that our listeners aren't used to. Uh, where are we? It just makes me sound like I'm really slow. <laughs> <laughs> like a Ferrari. Right. We'll move away from uh, Ferrari to McLaren, and then you can speed up a little bit. GP2 microphone, GP2 microphone. <laughs> Who are we on now? Sorry, McLaren. Uh, McLaren, McLaren next. Well, speaking of the GP2 microphone slash engine, it was lovely to see the return of Alonso's deck chair. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, Lando is the new oh, Lando. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, it wasn't really. We don't like seeing Lando retire, but yeah, it was uh, a nice little recall. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean that um, he, he was he was struggling with the car because it kept mm-hmm. um, it kept cutting out, losing power, getting the power back, and then it just went, and it looked like it was about to burst into flames. There after was he smoke. Up. There was smoke coming out the back of it. There were scorch marks on the side pod, so something engine, not engine, uh, radiatory had probably Fra- got a little it was toasty. On fire. Yeah, yeah, not not ideal. Not really. I mean, yeah. when you know, it, it was it, on fire. <laughs> I mean, it, it goes to show how tightly packed everything is inside the bodywork of an F1 yeah. car when, uh, when you know, a hot radiator can actually start melting through the carbon fibre. And, yeah, you think... know, that, that, that went. That just went. I know he had a full power unit as well on Saturday night, did he, Lando Norris? He did, but yeah. He, um, so he had a full power unit on Saturday night and then he had a... Was it Saturday or Friday? I can't remember. But anyway, he had a full power unit over the weekend... And he, um, it sounded like uh, there was something wrong with the um, the MGUK because it wasn't harvesting, uh, and he wasn't able to get full deployment out of uh, out of his uh, ERS either. So, yeah, it was. It was a, uh, he managed it quite well. Mm. 
but then dropped back a few places, and then all of a sudden, he was pulled over, and we had a yeah. safety car. Because mm, when when he started to go, he was losing about twenty miles an hour on the straight. Yeah, and that is an unfeasibly large amount of speed. And he he just he just turned just turned him into a sitting duck. And at Carlos Sainz, meanwhile, fifth place. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was being. That was a weird noise from Chris. That was a weird noise. You still there? Oh, what was that? I'm still oh. here. Yeah, <laughs> you still got me. Um, yeah, you made a kind of weird sploinky noise, and then it all went quiet. Oh dear, GP2 mic. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, science had a disappointing Saturday, but then a really satisfactory mm-hmm. Sunday. Fifth place is a good finish for McLaren. Um, again. I know that somebody else on the podcast would say it's all because of shenanigans, but you got to finish what you know with what you got in front of you. And science did a really good job. Yeah, um, you know you, you can't follow him. And again, it, it, like you said, it was one of his. Just keep your head down. Mm. Very quiet. Yeah, get on with it. Kind of drives. Classic Carlos Science, and I wonder what um, where that kind of drive will put him next year. Given that Leclerc has got the best out of the Ferrari by doing uh, a similar thing. Maybe with, um, maybe with a, a better times en- this year. Yeah, maybe with a better engine, we'll see him challenging for uh, challenging for the odd podium every now and then. Would be uh, good, perhaps. Until Ferrari screw his strategy up and um, take away a guaranteed third and get him eighth. Yeah, and also um, because Leclerc. Yeah, I, it, it's going to be a shame to see him blatantly number two'd, which I, I am just 100% of the opinion that, that is what Ferrari are going to do. There's been people that have been in touch on Twitter saying, don't be stupid, they've got two young drivers, they're going to be they're going to be pushing them both. Bollocks. I suspect that's what they plan to do, whether Sainz can do like a 2008 Massa and force them to, you know... Change the whole plan round. Yeah. That's yeah. I forgot how to use the words there. That was put their world champion driver as a number two. Yes. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I just, I, I just can't, just can't see it happening, uh, happening with the next year. But even number two at Ferrari and a good Ferrari is not the worst place in the world to be. Is that you hissing again? I did not hear hissing. We are, ha- we are having. All... I'm not hissing, but me and my microphone might be. We are having all the technical fun in the world. Yeah, uh, it's showing on your track. Where you're hissing. Ah, oh, my I'll, apologies, I'll, I'll, I can't I'll, hear it. I'll try. I'll try and mix it out or something. God. Technical fun tonight. We power through it. Ah, we we do get on. We make the best out of a bad situation. Which, talking of which, it's Racing Point next, who definitely made the best out of a bad situation this Very weekend. Very much so. The only uh, the only team with both cars in the points. It was. Um, great fourth place by Perez. Yeah. Looks at one point like a podium could be on, but for some quality defending by Danny Rick until Perez Mm -hmm. had finally lost the tyres on the last stint after the safety car. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, um, you know, getting the nomination for Rockstar in early, definitely Hulk. Yes, for, yeah, Yeah. nicking Keki Rosberg's Porsche. For last place to 20th. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. you know, um, qualified at the back. Yeah, all right, not point, not point far off in an iteration of a car that he'd never been in before. Because mm-hmm. he, even he said at uh, the end of Q1 when he was doing the interviews, he was surprised by the number of changes that had been in the car since Silver's two. Yeah, and um, mm. he had, he had to relearn it. But he thought that the four laps that he'd managed to get 
on Saturday, or the fourth line laps that he managed to get on Saturday, taught him enough about the car to do a good job. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, we know that the Stroll car has been getting the upgrades first, so that will have been yeah, that is more tinkered with than the uh, the Perez car that he was in earlier in the year. Yeah, but what a monumental effort from Hulkenberg to finish eighth. Mm, yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, you're looking at two drivers there that got um, both racing points into the top ten. Uh, amazing performance from both of them, and neither of them have got a seat for next year. Next year's moment. Haas lineup. It could did be. You hear, uh, did you hear Perez uh, at the end of the race talking mm. to Sky? I um, did, but I can't remember what he said. Said to Nico Rosberg, I hear I'm going to be your teammate next season. <laughs> yes. And then turned around to Simon Lazenby and went, and yours as well. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice in that interview, he didn't have a team cap on. It was very much a, here are all my sponsors on a hat. I don't think he gives a shit anymore, no, does that's he? The thing. They can't fire him. And it's there like, look, look how many sponsors I have. I mean, if, if the team was to get rid of him now, it would cost them somewhere in the region of $3 million. Yeah, it's just not worth the hassle, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all, the, all those sponsors are on his race suit anyway, so... Mm-hmm. The only one that wasn't on the hat was... Oh, oh hang on, Racing Point. Yes. Oh, yeah. and, and, J, and yeah. JCB. Yeah. Oh, and the title sponsor as well. Which comes with Stroll, yeah. 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 But um, yeah, I mean, there could be next year's Hass's lineup. Hass lineup. But um, Helmut Marco mentioned the fact that um, Perez and Hulkenberg are available next year if they want to look outside the organisation. He does like to shit well, stir, though, doesn't he, old Helmut? Uh, well, yes. Gunter Steiner has also said that he kind of hopes that Magnussen and Grosjean are both talking to other teams, and then we just like many of the questions as to whether or not that would uh, that does that mean that they're getting rid of both drivers. His response was no; it just means it strengthens their negotiating position when it comes to signing a new contract. <laughs> oh right, okay, Gunter, yeah, yeah, we believe you. That almost sounds like he's kind of hoping someone else will just take them off his hands. <laughs> Yeah. Don't blow them out of Formula One. Just, just take just them away. Someone, from here. someone else deal with them for a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like saying to your other half. You know, if you want to go off and have an affair, you know, don't don't mind, and then I can just go off and do the same. <laughs> yeah, I definitely yeah, just, just don't. Don't tell me about it. <laughs> don't tell me about it, but tell me when you've done it. <laughs> let's let's have an open driving relationship. <laughs> I get the... like Holkenberg racing point. <laughs> I, I just I just get the feeling that we'll see both of those on the grid full time next year because um they they are too good to let go. Um I mean it's it's not Both people have been really good jobs. Mm. You know, it it's not completely certain that yeah, okay, uh Renault got Ocon on a two year deal, but does that two year deal say that he has to be um a race driver for him and not just a reserve? Well any anyone can be bought out of a contract. No, oh, yeah, I mean F one contracts, as we've said before, aren't you know aren't worth the paper they're printed on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually, yeah, arrange arrangements can be made. Remember all the fuss with um, oh god, I'm doing a Lee again. Jensen Button is he going back to Williams? Is he staying at Renault? He says he's signed for one. The Renault said that they owned him. He said he'd signed a pre contractor agreement with Williams and goes to the contract recognition board, and then Williams end up having to pay his wages to Renault so that they paid his wages. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the Guido Vandergaard thing from yeah, a few years the... back. 
Yeah. Yeah. What What was it? Uh, what was it? Sauber ended up doing five drivers for two Something race seats in a reserve. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four. Well, four dri- four race drivers for two. But Van der Garb was the only prick big enough to turn up in Marcus Ericsson's race suit and claim he was driving. <laughs> <laughs> and the money was just resting in Manisha Kaltenborn's account. Well, no, he didn't even have, if I remember this rightly, he didn't even have a paddock pass for Australia. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, he broke in somehow. So he somehow he somehow got into the paddock, went to the Sauber garage, and took Marcus Ericsson's race suit and put it on. Because <laughs> he, he had Ericsson's flag on his, on his and, and number nine, which was Ericsson's number, and just sat in the garage. He was just like, you're not driving. He's just like, I've got a contract. He's like, fuck off. <laughs> I mean, he's become a lot better on Twitter since those days. He is a bit, yeah. He, he is. He does he have the James funny. Blunt vibe on Twitter. Talk, talking to James Blunt, somebody I work with today who is very, very young managed to confuse James Blunt and James Brown. No, they are not the same. <laughs> no. Um, get up, get on up. <laughs> <laughs> Just done uh, in a very squeaky posh voice. Um, right, I mentioned Ocon, so do Renault next. Danny Rick, first podium in a non-Red Bull. Yes, this was good. Yep. Uh, what is Cyril going to get tattooed, and where is first it going one to be? Monaco 2018. Yep. Yep. And Renault's first podium since 2011. Malaysia 2011, I believe it was. So yeah, um, Danny wow. Danny Rick did do a shoey uh, back in the garage afterwards. He forgot to cool. do it at the time, That's but he did. You. He did get round to it. Ah, must must find the uh, must find the footage of that. It's going to be out there somewhere. It, I think they tweeted it. Yeah, I think Renault right. tweeted it. Fair enough. Um, he's been knocking on that door for so long, though, hasn't oh, he? Yeah. He's been knocking been on the coming. door of a podium, and he smashed it down on mm-hmm. Sunday. Like he, he he held that position so well. Was he held up behind Leclerc early doors? Was it? Yes, yeah, um, Leclerc, Leclerc sort of Ferrari, backed everyone up. up. Yeah, when I could... but as soon as he got, oh, sorry, I was going to say, I was going to say, as soon as he got free from Leclerc, yeah, because I accused Leclerc of being the new Yano trolley. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but as soon as he cleared him, he was he was he was away, and that was it. Then it was just like, well, is he going to catch those front front three drivers? And obviously, he didn't get close, but it was it was good to see him kind of leave the train behind him until that safety car yeah i mean you know we, we thought it might be a little bit iffy when um when he pitted because he pitted at the end of the virtual safety car and that's what lost him that's what lost him a place at first because he did he did two stops he did one mm-hmm. under the v well what, he uh, did yeah he, he came he was coming in just as the vsc was ending yes and that was a little bit unfortunate. 30, 30 more seconds, mm-hmm. and you know he would have been further up the road. Yeah, but um, but a lot of the other ones around him hadn't pitted under the VSC, and that's when he then sort of regained. Yeah, he might, um, you know it was, it was it turned out I I thought oh the the fucked up, um, but it turned out to be a great tactical move. Because when when nobody no, else came in, call. yeah, he was like you, like you say he was he was there or thereabouts with the ones that hadn't pitted, and then could just breeze past them when they went. Then pitting under the he pitted under the safety car, and then lost yeah. the place to Perez, who then that forced racing point into yeah, bringing they Perez realized, in. Didn't they a lap later? Like, oh, he is going to be a sitting duck. Yeah, let's get him in. 
So gave him the third back and then defended fantastically after the safety car against mm. Perez because well, he was had having a, had a real a good, go. Yeah, yeah, had a had a good go at Verstappen as well. Yeah, I I was I will admit I was part saying yeah go on go for it and another part of me who got a nine pointer this week in our prediction league was thinking don't go for it don't go for it keep the car safe hold third. <laughs> yeah, that worked for me as well. I got a six pointer, so I'm all right. <laughs> I must get last week's predictions up on the website. Yeah, because you didn't the... mention my nine pointer at all last week. The nine pointer that you got for Sochi. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No one mentioned that. No, I. But yeah, no. you shoehorn yours in. You had opportunity to shoehorn yours in, which I'm you, which not you... a big head. I didn't feel the need. <laughs> I like that. I'm not a big head, meaning that you are for mentioning it. <laughs> the a... implication was there. Who was the first person to mention your nine pointer? You st- you were the first person to mention nine pointer. <laughs> you started it. <laughs> yes, dear. Um, we've all been getting nine pointers recently. Anyway, um, yeah, great defended by Danny, and then just hung on, brought it, brought it home in third, and. I want to say the, yeah, the, there will be other races with shenanigans again, um, but I don't think that's, that's the last podium that we've seen from him this season. Uh, we know the car's capable, yeah, under certain conditions, and we certainly know the driver's capable. So maybe the Renault plan of first we go for podiums, then we go for wins, then we go for championships. So maybe watch out for him in twenty twenty two. Now they've got the, now they've broken the podium duck. That's, I still think it's a long way away, though. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Also, podium duck is the best thing to clean podiums with. Yes. <laughs> well, they were they were using they were using ducks, weren't they, on Friday in the in the rain and the fog? <laughs> yeah. The uh, the Williams duck has its own Twitter account. Does it now? The, I have not seen this. Yeah. On the, the the Williams rubber duck. It uh, it turns up at every race. Excellent. Keep an eye out for that. Was uh, George Russell spotted doing keepy uppies with the Mercedes rubber duck? Again, that passed me by. So, so George Russell and Latifi um, messing about with, um, the with the pit board. Yes, with... Latifi tried to put himself as in P1 and George Russell was having none of it and quickly put him in P19. <laughs> Very good. P1 and then stuck a nine after yeah. it. Stuck yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuck <laughs> a nine on the end worked perfectly. Uh, yeah. Right, Red Bull next. Um, Verstappen in second and Albon. Alex, yeah. Alex, Alex. Well, we've already, we've kind of already discussed Albon, haven't we, with the whole yeah. uh, Kvyat thing. He he qualified so well, and, and like I said, I thought it was like the not the second coming because we haven't really had the first coming of Alex Albon yet. But the um, you know, the, the real, the real sort of surge that he needs and that we think he could do, you know, sort of just staying inside a pit window behind Max. He just he just wasn't there. He just wasn't. He. he Start the race started and he just fell away. And he did that stupid thing with Kvyat and then that was it. His race was ruined. And then all of a sudden, Rebel are like, "Yeah, to bring him in." That's not. That's not bring him in because we think his race is ruined. That's bringing him in because there's no point in wasting this engine on this race anymore. Mm. Yeah, and at one at one point he claimed that uh, both Alpha Tories were racing him too hard. So did... yeah, it was a bit of an entitled message, wasn't yeah, it? It yeah, was with, very. With... I'm I'm in the Red Bull. Let me oh, through. Go somewhere else then. <laughs> or race them back. Yeah, yeah. Race That's what you else, do. Don't, don't race him for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you're in a faster car, don't be faster. If, if this is too hard. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, the official excuse was what um, punctured radiator because he got something he, like he, that. He got, yeah. he got some gravel in it and it punctured it, so there was a leak. Wasn't there some, somebody ran wide in front of him, and that's what they're saying uh, when they kicked gravel up onto the circuit? Yeah, but we know uh, from somebody Grosjean, ran wide, I think. We now we now know from Grosjean, had he carried on, probably would have healed itself. I mean, the only thing that's likely to have punctured is correct. Radiator. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The only thing that's likely to have punctured his radiator was Kvyat's front wing. Yeah, which if yeah. that was the case, yeah. no one to blame but yourself. Yeah, this is true. You know, and I'm... also. Uh... Yeah, I'd... I say drop a fried egg in that radiator. Everybody knows that fixes one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been defending Albon all season because um, certain certain elements of the quartet that aren't here tonight, um, their opinion on him is he's a nice guy, but and then then the bile and the vitriol come out. But it's very it, you know it's very hard to defend him after uh, after a performance like that, which was pretty much indefensible. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, he's he's not making it easy, is he? Uh, poor Alex Albon. But I mean, I just don't know what they're going to do with him. Whether they push him back down to AlphaTauri for next year and get somebody else into Red Bull, as we were saying, Hulkenberg or Perez, um, both available. You know, do they maybe go for a bit of youth and get somebody they think might be a bit subservient and you know. Well, the, the, just just don't know, do you? Yeah. Well, I mean, the th- the thing is now with um, with the Honda deal finishing, mm. uh, Sonoda's off the table because Honda aren't going to want him in the car. I mean, officially he's in. He is a, a member of the Red Bull Junior program, but he's there because Honda have put him there. So whether, yeah, whether that's what that what that does to the rest of his career, <laughs> God knows. Yes, I think he may turn yeah, I mean, up somewhere else next year. Um, I think. I Where, think. Where's Yuri Vips? Yuri um, Vips is interesting, yeah, because he he was meant to be doing Super Formula this year, couldn't get to it because COVID. He, um, has yeah, been, he's been doing F two. Yeah, so he came in yeah. for Sean Galeal, who broke his back. Um, he had been doing one of the sort of meh championships. I think it was Formula like, European Regional. Yeah, with like Arthur Leclerc and and some other children no one's heard of. Mm, um, Stuart Alban. I don't think there's a Stuart <laughs> Alban. Um, but yeah, he's he's Stuart Alban. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he he came into F two at you know very short notice and hasn't done it before. Did very well in F three last year. Has looked all right in F two. Bit of an iffy first weekend, but that was the first time he'd actually been That's in an F two car. So you can his teammates him Dan Tictum. You're allowed to learn the odd <laughs> iffy moments. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, I think Vips Vips is a way off. I don't think um, I don't think I'll get the super license. Oh yeah, that was that was the big news that came out this week. Super license points at the moment mm. due to COVID are now valid for four years instead of three, so they're not removing the twenty seventeen points for next season. This is good for someone like Vips who found themselves not in the championship they should have been in because of coronavirus and yeah. has ended up essentially kind of losing a year. So that's going to be. He's going to be. It's also good for Jolien Palmer. Is it now? Yeah, yeah, because that means (laughs) Jolien Palmer will get to keep his super license. What's he going to do with it? (laughs) (laughs) Red Red Bull are looking for a driver. I I don't know that you're on the list, Jolien. Yeah, well, we don't we don't know that they're looking for a driver. I am literally doing a Lee and uh, summarising my own thoughts as fact. <laughs> um, I don't think it's fact that they're in talks with Julian Palmer. 
I don't know. I think yeah. he's interviewed a few um, few members of the management a couple of times in his. I have been speaking to the management <laughs> of Red Bull. <laughs> I've also been speaking to Red Bull by email about two years ago. <laughs> uh... <laughs> no, you're anyway. Ready. You're, you're you're too old for the Red Bull Young Driver program, but you may re- may be able to replace Gary Paffett on the McLaren Young Driver one. <laughs> Uh, technically, yeah, is Alonso yeah. not doing the young driver test? Um, unsurprisingly, they've changed the fucking rules for him. Yes. He's also doing a filming day this week. No, wait, hang on. That doesn't work. He can't do a young driver test if he's still got his super license points. They, Their argument, the, the argument that Renault have put forward, is because um, he is joining a new team... Um, because he raced for another team in between, or well, two other teams in between racing for Renault and rejoining them. He is therefore new to them and therefore is classed as young. And That's a lie, but okay. (laughs) That's what Cyril Mm. Abitaboul says. And apparently Renault booked the circuit to Catalonia, Barcelona for the full day tomorrow where they're going to be doing a filming day with Alonso in the current car. Why? Because it doesn't look like the car he's going to be driving next year when it's an Alpine. Um, Yeah, but he's got all those black and yellow hats that Kimo made that he needs to shift. True. And also, rumour has it, the 2018 car that has got this year's aero on it that uh, Danny Rick and Esteban Ocon tested at Austria the week before the um, before the Austrian Grand Prix is also at Catalonia, so mm-hmm. he can drive that without speed and distance restrictions. Oh, well, that'll be fun. Um, the circuit was asked for a comment about, um, is it Renault and is it Alonso? And they said, um, what was it? The, uh, the circuit is booked, but the client is confidential. Like no, the amount he fucking tweets. There'll be, there'll be. A uh, he'll, I'm just looking at his Instagram now because if he's if it's something's happening, he'll be there with a hat. Won't I was going to say the best place to look is actually the um, Kimoa web store because there will be a. I'm not allowed to tell you that I'm doing a test, but I'm doing a test hat. <laughs> I want to say that Fernando Alonso is going to have severe trauma when he pulls out of that garage tomorrow and starts going down the pit lane, going, "Wow." Yeah, Barcelona with a new team. This is a uh, this is something I haven't done for a while. Oh shit! Turn three. <laughs> <laughs> Gets up to eighty-eight miles an hour for turn three and wakes up in nineteen ninety-five. Oh, hang on. <laughs> yeah. I'm fourteen. I just won the World Karting Championship. Um, okay, Fernando. We're just going to put Kevin Magnussen in the car for the first race, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Where does that leave us? Max Verstappen, um, second place, looked handy in qualifying, was keeping keeping very much on pace with with the Mercedes on Saturday. Yeah, it looked like he was going to get pole at one Mm. point. Yeah, Um, I I think um, it was a combination of, on Saturday, it was not a great Sector 3 and Bottas fucking hell, you can tell it's World Porridge Day. (laughs) <laughs> which it, which it was, which it was on Saturday. Yes, it was. Yeah, um, but also I think that during the race, rather than sort of you know we we used to see in this like twenty second, not twenty second, but you know a decent gap build where it's comfortable back to Verstappen. He he was keeping the Mercedes pretty honest, and I think Mercedes did have a bit of a sweat on when Bottas retired thinking, oh, God, okay, well, if Bottas is retired, do we need to maybe look at the other car and think, 
you know, how could we, you know, we got to do some managing. And if we do, you know, is Verstappen going to come at us? And then all of a sudden those last few laps were where the field all bunched up and the, the small advantage that Hamilton had built was, was wiped out and it was safety cards. So, well, you, you know, Verstappen's not got really anything to lose by going for a first turn lunge here, other than looking like a hero, <laughs> or he takes them, or, or he takes Hamilton out of the race, and you know, and Danny Rick wins. Yay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, but he wasn't quite—he wasn't quite close enough. I think he struggled a little bit more on his cold tires after the restart, as we're saying mm. that Ricardo was giving him a good run for his money rather than Verstappen going for Hamilton. But I, th- I think it was. Uh, a really well managed race by Max Verstappen, and especially to get the fastest lap on the last lap as well. Yeah, that was um, that was spectacularly done. I mean, the gap. Um, I, th- I don't think it was more than ten seconds between. No, I think it got up to about seven and a half, eight, something round about there. It was it was it was ten just before the safety car, uh. and um, you know that was that was the most it was. Now, normally between the Mercedes and anything else, you would see a much bigger gap, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, quite likely, especially with somewhere where you know Danny Rick in third, in third was like a minute behind. Yeah, um, is this what we can expect from two day uh, two day race weekends? And if that's the case, can we have more of them? Yeah, sounds good to me. Well, we've got th- two day race weekend at Imola. Are they, are they lengthening FP? Th- well, what would be FP three for um, by an extra half an hour? Yeah, it's going it's to be a ninety minute session. Yeah, I thought so. Just for them to get a little bit of um, data in. Because that, that was the one thing that kind of ruined everyone's race. Not ruined their race, but it was an unknown quantity going in that nobody had any tyre mm-hmm. data because it's been seven years. Yeah, These cars have never been at the Nürburgring. These tyres have never been at the Nürburgring. So they had no relate, you know, relative data to, to really go on going into Saturday. So they kind of had to get that quite quickly. Um, a lot of cars ran high fuel runs at FP3 and just thought, well, we'll, we'll treat... Um, we'll have to just treat Q1 as it comes and just uh, see what we uh, see what we can do in qualifying. Um, yeah, just. But yeah, the the entertainment value was. Yeah, for me, that's what they need to do. They need to do two day weekends. I, I I quite like that. I don't think Friday. I'm now on board with the don't really need Fridays. Just ha- just have Fridays as um, lower formula practice and qualifying days, and yeah. then. I mean, yep. I, know, I, know, um, I know on our chat, Lee was saying, "I'll oh, just bin off, uh, bin off F three, but no, I think F three is still a vital part of it. Mm-hmm. Bin off the Porsche Super Cup, you can have Friday as um, you could do F three practice qualifying and even race one, and then yeah, uh, yeah, but F two qualifying F1, and practice F one media as well. Yeah, and yeah, have that as a media day for the F one drivers." Um, it would also give the lower formula drivers that are coming up uh, a chance to see the media day at first hand because they'll be there at the circuit. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that we want to get them involved with too. And then bin off the Porsche Super Cup and you've still got room to have yep. longer practice on a Saturday morning for F1, um, an F2 race, an F3 race, and then an F2 race and an F1 race on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I would go with that. And then it says having to get up at stupid o'clock on a Sunday morning. That is always a bonus. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, we can we can fix an F one weekend just by scrapping the Porsche Super Cup. Ta da! Does, does anyone care about the Porsche Super Cup? Por- I don't. I don't think it would be missed. Porsche. 
It's not a feat. Well, no, fuck them. (laughs) Porsche, are you going to provide an engine to Formula One or are you a shit car that's just going to piss around the track for half an hour before the actual racing starts? It's rich guys driving into polystyrene. And for some inexplicable reason, it's on two different channels. The Sky show it and Eurosport show it simultaneously with different commentary teams. Waste of bandwidth. So, Mercedes. Uh, We'll start... We'll start with Bottas. Um, faultless qualifying, certainly in Q3. And then it all just went to crap. Well, defended very well, or fought back very well at the start. Yeah. After losing out to Hamilton, you would you know, normally think, like, oh, there we go, yeah. normal service. But no, came back, was good. Got the place back. I mean, Hamilton did... Yeah, yeah. Catches, Hamilton, catches. Hamilton did try and take him onto the Nordschleifer at Turn 1. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was definitely the scenic route round that. But corner. everyone seemed to go that way. It's like, oh, there they go. Oh no, everyone's everyone else is doing that line as well. Okay then. But um, cold, cold tires on a colder than normal track. I think what was the what was the track yeah. temperature at the start? It was something like fifteen degrees. Was it as warm as fifteen? Yeah. I didn't no, think it was. No, the, no, the track temperature. Oh, the track temperature. Yeah, air temperature was about nine, and the track temperature. I had was about nine 15. in my head. Yeah, yeah, that would probably be what I was thinking of. So yeah, grip was something that was happening in other countries. Um, yeah, not at the Nurburgring. Yeah, and then Bottas just lost power. I mean, you don't see that with a Mercedes. No. No, it's uh, very rare for Mercedes to have a reliability problem. But, uh, you know, after what had happened in Sochi as well, um, you, you know, with Hamilton's penalty and sort of Bottas taking a few, you know, not a massive chunk of points, but, it, but, it, but it, you know, 10 points off of Hamilton. It's like, well, you know, is there, is there scope for Bottas to do something here? And then he was so impressive on Saturday, it looked like that he might take another chunk of Hamilton's points, you know, off the board. And then he made that mistake uh, going into turn one, which allowed Hamilton, who was already closing in on him, to you know have a go at him through turns two and three. Uh, and then, you know, after that, it was kind of the Hamilton show out front with uh, Bottas, as you say, having an issue and then not finishing. That to me is that's the pendulum swung now. I don't, I don't think it's going to swing back. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, all right, slightly different, tr- slightly different circumstances in the way that it's worked out, but that's um, that's the Malaysia twenty sixteen moment. Yeah, yeah, very possible. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, I mean, he really shredded I, that tire um, when they when they showed uh, when they showed the flat spot on it. Yes, yeah, no, the first the first set of tires had definitely um, seen better days. Mm. Three of them looked okay, and one of them looked a little more than done. If that tyre was a stake, I'd have sent it back and said, can you get me a new one, please? Yeah. Yeah. But the, uh, yeah, I I, I, I do feel a bit sorry for Bottas, because I think he had, I don't think he had the race won necessarily, but I think he had control over... I think he had control over it until he made that mistake, but when you're tired, is it going off? You do need to manage him a bit better. He's not a rookie. He, he raced at Nürburgring last time, you know, in 20, 2013, as I learned from Sean during last podcast. <laughs> um, but the, um, the the thing, you, you can't make mistakes like that if you're going to be going or you want to be fighting for a world championship. 
Um, and I think that's, I think it's, I don't think it's finished completely, but I think that I don't see it swinging back the other way. It's going to need a Hamilton, you know, four or five races in a row to have a bad race or not finish for now for Lewis Hamilton to really lose his grip on this championship. And that that's not the kind of thing that um, Hamilton does or that happens to Hamilton. He's got, he can have a bad race or a mm-hmm. retirement because that happens, but He's nearly got is it sixty nine points or something? He's got he's got such a massive buffer now out front. Nearly three races worth of points, three race wins. Yeah, I think I think it's it's something like um, he'll win it in Turkey if he outscores Bottas by nineteen points in the next three races, which is not a great deal, really, is it? Not not really. Um, I mean, what's that? Uh, it's feasible. Um, three wins and Bottas doesn't get a fastest lap. Yeah. Yeah, it's three win, three wins and three. That's the difference between three wins and seconds, isn't it? Really, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, um, you know, if it if it is a Mercedes one-two for the next three races, it's just got to be Hamilton getting two out of the three fastest laps, and then the title, you know, the t- title's his. Nobody will ever yeah. won the championship in Turkey <laughs> no. before. Um, but I mean, moving moving to the other side of the garage and um, the uh, Schumacher record equaling winner um, took the most of the opportunity that he was given. Um, yep, uh, and ran with it. Yeah, he didn't run away from uh, run away from the Red Bull as much as we were expecting. How much of that was down to the Red Bull? How much of that was down to perhaps, like you say? Um, car management and not opening it up fully after Bottas had had a reliability issue. Yeah. Just to maybe quite possibly just to, just to get the car home, but it's the only way that you win races by getting the car home. Absolutely. Um I've got to be honest when and I know I'm I'm pretty sure I will have mentioned this before on the podcast but when Schumacher retired the first time in 2006 uh and you know, I was just like, wow, Formula One without Schumacher. Because at that point, I was like, I genuinely can't remember Formula One before Schumacher joined. Because, you know, the, just the time I started watching, he had always been around. And then um, I never thought anybody would get close. I thought maybe somebody might win, you know, seven world championships. That maybe wasn't impossible if somebody came in young enough. But then I never thought the 91 wins would be equaled. And then as Lewis Hamilton has slowly crept towards it, and I think a couple of years ago we were like, you know, if Hamilton has another couple of dominant seasons, he's going to be on Schumacher's record. I've always kept like one eye on it. And I think I've said like after every race, what's that now? 75, 77? You know, eight two, eighty nine. Oh shit, he's going to he's, he's going to do it, isn't he? It's, it's going to happen. All of a sudden, there he is, 91 wins. And when you consider the guy in in, in second place, or rather, you know, third, third if third you want place. to say it. Yeah, is Sebastian Vettel, 53. <laughs> yeah, and that's... Yeah, you know that, what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, that, it's... Yeah, it's yeah. such a mountain. It, it, it's a mass... We're actually watching the sports history unfolding in front of us. And I know people think it's a bit sensational, a bit more hands again but this is the sports history literally unfolding in front of you the record breaker breaking all the important records which 
yeah, fine. They're there to be broken, but I never thought they would be. No, I mean, to, to be honest, I'll be the first person to say that I didn't think um, anybody would actually get to seven, seven world titles again. It, you know, it wasn't going to happen. There's no way that one, one driver, let alone one team and driver combination, can be so dominant for so long. After Ferrari, everyone was going to be, every team was going to be massively up in the game and doing everything that they can to stop one car and driver combo from being so dominant or seeing who you know who the dominant driver was and pulling that pulling them in and maybe the car didn't work out for them and that's that's the yeah. way that's I mean, the way that I thought it would go um you know and to say we that we thought about it with Vettel didn't we well you know, yeah. Vettel won his four in a row yeah and that moved to Ferrari it's like oh my god you know maybe they've got it right this time how many more how many more is he going to win there yeah. This is why when we're talking about doing Formula One bets on a weekend, I never put any on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put one bet on and I didn't win any of that money. I didn't see any of that again. Never mind, it happens. Yeah, one of the um, um one of the guys on Discord actually got uh, bet on the top three at twelve to one. Awesome. Oh, oh right. that's cool. Yeah. Well done. Yeah Congratulations um, to whoever that was. I'm just I'm just trying to just going, in, just going into the chat now because he's got, um, he's got, he's got one of those quirk, quirky usernames. Yeah, two thousand and one Vauxhall Astra. Oh, <laughs> fantastic! I hope he drives a two thousand and one Vauxhall Astra. Well, he won one hundred and twenty quid. He can afford to buy one now. <laughs> <laughs> he he did actually say he was thinking of becoming a patron because of that win. So if you do, thank you very Putting much. Putting the money to good use. Thank, thank you very yeah, much. Thanks Mr. very much. Yeah, thanks very much, Mr. Astra. Or can we call you 2001 just to be informed? Yeah, that's what his friends call him. <laughs> uh, right, yeah. as is as is usual at the end of the race. Uh, oh, Rockstar. I was just going to say, I'm going to do a Lee and just just say one more thing. Okay. Uh, and I know, I know I mentioned this on our chat thread, um, but I, I want to mention it on the pod as well. Do you think now it's kind of set up for Lewis Hamilton, the Ayrton Senna fan? to maybe not win at Portimao next time out and somebody else takes the win and then break the record at Imola, which for so long was a dirty word in Formula One because of what happened that weekend in 94. Um, to almost like rewrite the history of what's happened at that circuit and to do it at the circuit that his hero had that fatal accident. It it's would... almost... If you put that on a Hollywood film, no one would fucking believe you. <laughs> it, it would it would be the equivalent of the uh, Kubica movie where the last scene is the visor coming down. And you see the start lights at um, at Austria, uh, Australia. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You don't, don't need a follow up to that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it would. It would it would be meaningful and yeah it would um, it would sort of bring Imola back to having happy thoughts about the place rather than you know um, yeah. something something depressing and you know a weekend that none of us want to remember. No, and I think you know as I say, Imola will always be remembered for that weekend. But if there, if it's something historical and monumental and positive can happen at Imola rather than, um, you know, always remembering, because don't forget Formula One raced there for 10 years after after the uh, Senna-Ratzenberger weekend. Yeah. But for 
for for it to just be for it to have a positive note, especially on the return to Imola, that would be magical for not just for Lewis Hamilton, but for for Formula One. Um, because again, as I say, you could not write that. The kid who cried when he found out found out that his hero had died that day at Imola, then goes and breaks the record for the most amount of wins at that circuit some twenty six years later. Yeah, uh, it would it would be yeah it would be one hell of an ending to that movie. Can we um, can we get Ron Howard on the phone? <laughs> yeah, I think we need to. Yeah, he, he he's been to races, hasn't he? He'll he'll be following it. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. He, he, yeah, he could have the idea. You know, he made Rush, which was an accurate motor racing movie. Yeah, and very, very, very good. Yeah, and if you haven't seen Rush yet, uh, one, why, two, do it. Yeah, agreed. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, oh, sorry, the, uh, Bruno was on my lap and has just launched through my lap. <laughs> The joy. Were we about to do rock stars and wankers? We were about to do rock stars and wankers before um, before your very poignant uh, before your very poignant piece and Bruno's very pointy claws. Yes, uh, right, Bruno rock- wanker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rock stars, Hulk, no brainer. Yes, uh, Danny Rick. Yeah, obviously. Yes, provisional rock star. If he goes through with it, Cyril Abitable. Yeah, I think he said he will go through with. I mean, he said the original tattoo discussion yeah, was drunk talk. Yeah. Apparently, um, a beatable decides of the placement. Yes. And the size. Yeah. And Ricardo decides the design. Correct. Those appear to be the terms. And I'm sure Sky will get a 20-minute filler documentary oh, out of it. Oh, yes, we'll be seeing that during rain delays for the next five years. It'll we? be better than real-life Mario Kart. Oh, Christ. And <laughs> what's the bad thing? It's called A Bit of Tattooing with Cyril Abitaboul. Oh, <laughs> God. Because yes. um... I'm sure Alan Partridge works for Formula One Sky. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it isn't called that, it'll be Monkey Tennis or Youth Hosteling with Chris Eubank. <laughs> monkey tennis. Oh, dear. Wasn't there a band over here for a while called Monkey Tennis? Oh, there should be if there hasn't been. <laughs> Chris, well, you know what we need to do. New band. Yeah. Uh, right. Any other Rockstar nominations? Can't, um, can't think of any. We'll say Mick Schumacher as well for the handing out. I know he only handed the helmet over to Lewis Hamilton, but that was a nice moment as well. Yeah. Um, you know, just uh, he, he said to Lewis, records are there to be broken, man. Well done. Congratulations. And then handed over the helmet from from 2012 uh, to, to Lewis, which is also a bit iconic because um, Schumacher was forced into retirement the second time, if you remember, because mm-hmm. he was replaced by Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we've had a couple of couple of nominations on Discord. Um, Hamilton is a rock star for equaling the record. So, yeah, you've yeah. Got, yeah you've, you've, you've really got to say that. Um, we don't want to sound too much like a Hamilton fanboy podcast, but as I say, the history is unfolding. Mm. Uh, Kimmy for his F1 accomplishments and getting that record. However, that's it's a slightly dinted rock star one for what he did to George Russell. Friend of the well, pod- no, that, that is a wanker move, yeah, what he friend, did to George friend Russell. Friend of the podcast, George Russell. So he's a wanker and not quite a rock star, so we'll call him a member of Chicago. 
Um, the Nürburgring for being a cool track in general. Yeah, I'll go with that. Uh, right, wankers. Lack of rain. Funnily enough, that's the first one on Wings Triumphant's list as yeah, well. It and it's the first one on mine. It was promised and it didn't yeah. happen, although it did happen like an hour after the race. Uh, we, we didn't get wet podium Daleks this time. No. It hung on that one. Um, Alban, no. I think. Uh, um, Alban, definitely. Yeah, possibly. Totally ruined Kvyat's race, and Kvyat was the last of the classifier finishes, I think. Yeah. Uh, and you've got um, who else? Possibly. No, it's probably not fair to say Ocon because you know Ricardo did such a good job. Ocon was wasn't Ocon's retirement wasn't really his fault, was it? So. No, I think was it, I can't remember. Was it hydraulics? Yeah. 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 So, no, no real fault. Yeah, when I mean, one side of the garage has such a celebration, you don't want the other side of the garage to be like, "Well, that was shit." Mm. But that—that's kind. Of, that, that's where I was coming from with that angle. But I mean, it's not really Ocon's fault. Yeah. So we can't really call Ocon a wanker. In yeah. fairness to Ocon as well, he was there in Park Ferme, ready and waiting to celebrate with Ricardo. So he he took it. Good. Yeah. Took it well. Yeah, I think um, I think Ocon gets the uh, gets the Giovinazzi Participation Award for being at the circuit at the weekend. <laughs> he was he was nearby. <laughs> he he was in the air. He he was clo- he was closer to the circuit at first than somebody who got points. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um and it's not covid is it for stroll so we can't say that covid's a wanker for keeping stroll out but it's No, uh, it was a, a wanker a stomach upset. Wanker and rockstar because rockstar because it made Nico Hulkenberg return and wanker because no one wants to see anyone being ill no no that, that sounds is, fair that is um that is true now there is a there is a rumor that um alban had an inconclusive covid test on friday and um hulkenberg nearly drove a red bull instead of alban if um, if the if his second test had turned uh, turned out positive, then we'd have seen Hulkenberg driving a Red Bull and Stoffel in the racing point. Good lord! Yeah, Stoffel yeah. was pissy, yeah, wasn't Stoffel he? Was on, on standby, yeah. and then it turned out he wasn't needed, so he played Call of Duty all weekend. Well, yes. in well, old branded team gear. Mm. Yeah, full kit fragger. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was he was there. He was at the Nurburgring. Uh, he's um, yeah, he was not required because so uh, Racing Point was, decided on Hulkenberg. Where was Sergio Setti camera then? Because is he not Red Bull reserve? Um, possibly not in Germany. Yeah. How bizarre! You would assume everyone would have the reserve, but yeah, I, don't don't forget it's it's sort of kind of tricky because Stoffel is the Mercedes. Uh, Racing Point and Williams Reserve. Mm. Um, it's, officially. Uh, officially. Buy, buy an engine, get a free Stoffel. Uh, also, is he not McLaren's official reserve? His Stoffel. Possibly, yes. I, th- I think he's doing like quadruple G. He's got, he takes a very full suitcase with him to every I race thought, weekend. I thought Sergei Sorokin as the sort of Renault Jobsworth was McLaren's. Oh, yes, he is. Yes. Yeah, he comes from... No, I think... I think McLaren's official reserve drivers are Gutierrez and Van Dorn, weirdly, under, even though they're Mercedes drivers. Oh, they've got them on a, a year in advance. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm just going to Google right. right I'm right-handed Googling and holding my <laughs> microphone in my left hand. Yeah, some some kind of bizarre try-before-you-buy scheme. Yeah, well, they've already, they've already tried Van Dorn. They know what they're in there. Yeah, it's Stoffel Van Dorn and Esteban Gutierrez are um, McLaren's um, reserve drivers and also racing points. This This is all very complicated. According to Wikipedia, they've also got Paul DeResta as a test driver. Who? McLaren. Even though okay. they have <laughs> Paul DeResta and Oliver Turvey and Will Stevens. Somebody Oh no, not Will Stevens. Will Stevens. <laughs> Will Stevens who's driving what he left GTM. I thought he left after he called Grosjean a Muppet, which is still one of the best team radios ever. <laughs> this is this is only according to Wikipedia, so you know it could have been a, could be a faux pas. But yeah, they've got Stoffel, Gutierrez, Deresta, Turvey, and Will Stevens. So that might, that might change in twenty minutes' time after this podcast comes out. You know, Happy St. Wayne's Day. Like what? Like what Indeed. we did for yeah, Tuesday quiz. news. <laughs> Uh, one other thing that we'd like to, sort of like to put in tonight was um, Halloween coming up and the uh, the current state where if you go out you really should uh, really should wear a mask just to protect everybody else. Um, one of our regular listeners has got a range of funky looking reusable Halloween cloth face masks. Um, if you go to Etsy.com and do a search for the Dread Seamstress, she's got a range up there. Um, apparently shipping worldwide as well. That is good news for um, the F1 fan. That is true. Um, she's based in the US, but um, what's it? ships anywhere. Um, decent prices, handmade, and you're helping out a small business, an F1 fan, and a podcast listener. Which is always good. Which we like good. to help out a podcast listener. What are the designs? Uh, let's have a look. We've got some funky Halloween skull ones. Um, there's a. She sent me a picture of a. Um, the only way to describe it is all the ingredients that make up a pumpkin spiced latte. Oh, interesting. Seasonal, seasonal, definitely, definitely seasonal. Um, and let's have a look. Uh, I think there's a couple of glow in the dark ones as well, oh, and some in very, some in very autumnal colours. Daniel Ricardo has been going through a fine line of brightly coloured face masks he could do with a glow in the dark one maybe i think that that that'd probably look good on him i think i think we need to introduce the two mm. it's just a shame we don't know daniel ricardo <laughs> and that is the end of this week's jump cut <laughs> uh right even though we are leeless tonight um anybody fancy a shunt Yes, let me Go on, then. put my phone away i'll stop googling will stevens right yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, i'm guessing it's not will stevens Right, I am. I am. Uh, I am able to shunt. <laughs> Let's have a look. Um, I've got. I've got a couple in here. No, we have done that one. I will. I will do one that we haven't had uh, from regular shuntist Santerio Nasty. These are always tricky. Ah, yes. Right, I'm pretty certain we haven't had this one before. All right, if we suddenly find it that we we know it after about three clues, that probably means we have. But... Right. Okay. Well, I'll see. I'll see what uh, see what we can do. I was born. Can I get a yay? Yeah. Yeah. This yay. is the correct way to start the show. Mm-hmm. In 1975. Okay. Right. Okay. So 45. 45 this year. A brimful of Asher. Hmm. Uh, I am best known for being a pay driver. Right. 
Okay, so you're dealing with quality here. Yes. So somebody who was maybe maybe somebody who was a pay driver. If we're talking like a F1 pay driver, we're probably looking at somebody early two thousands, maybe. Yes, that's that's when I think you'd be looking out for someone of that age, wouldn't you? Okay, clue three, and I'll need a guess after this one. My career began in 1999 as a test driver. There we go, then. That's that's the correct kind of age. Did we just hear Jinx in the background? No, yeah. it was, was it not Bruno? Was it Bruno? I, I, thought, no. I thought I heard Bruno. The Jinx is not in the room with ah. me. Uh, it must have been Bruno. I, 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 I thought we'd got a rare, rare pod appearance from Jinx. I have I have my headphones on and the door is shut. She might be outside. I no. wouldn't have heard her if you were. I, I heard I'll, what I'll keep I the headphones slightly off my ear. <laughs> I heard what I believe to be Bruno noise. So, nineteen ninety nine test driver. Okay, I do need a guess. Mm. I don't. How old Mark Webber? Was he a pay driver? No, not really. Good point. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Tricky, tricky. Do you want to bank the guess and we can we can move on? Could do. I am I am underwhelmed with guesses. Yeah. Okay. We we should really give a guess, though, shouldn't we, after three, Um, let's be honest. Right, so if they're test driving in 1999, if they get to F1, it's probably going to be a couple of years later. Um, Patrick Friesack is always a a good banker. Whoa! Where did you pull that one from? I don't know. (laughs) That's from the Hulks? Goodness me! Is that who you're going for? I know very little yeah, about him, so I can't say it's it. not him. <laughs> <laughs> right, cool. Um, clue four. The last open-wheel race of my career was in 2004. Not Patrick Friesacker, because he, he did, I think, do the Indy 2005. He was one of the few. Okay. Um, and he was one of the, was it Minardi drivers then? I think so, yes. I believe that is his only points finish in mm. F1. Okay. So what's the next clue? Okay. Since then, I've raced saloon cars in my home country and trucks in Brazil and the occasional sports car event overseas. Ooh. Pretty certain so I'm going to... Sorry, go on. Oh, I was going to say, we could be looking for someone Brazilian then if they've uh, been racing a lot in Brazil. Yeah. Hang on, I'll, then... I'll, I'll, oh, I'll, oh, I'll, oh. Re- I'll read you There's that something again. about home country. Since then, I've raced saloon cars in my home country and mm-hmm. trucks in Brazil. So it sounds like the trucks are a separate oh, okay, concern. Sorry. Um, a lot of countries do saloon car racing, though, don't they? Yeah, Nearly I mean, that's, that's NASCAR, essentially, is... is... A form of that. Yeah, well, also touring cars. Yep. Um, G- GT in, in WEC is, you could argue, is a type of saloon car racing. There's, it's a fairly a fairly broad spectrum. Well, I've got another clue. It before, is. Another clue before, uh, before I need another guess. Okay. So, clue number six. My highest F1 finish was eighth. Right. Which, in the early noughties, would have been a point, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, from like 2002 onwards. So maybe raced roughly around the the period where they changed the points from six to eight, uh, mm. top six to top eight. So, mm, okay. So, so we do need a guess after this we one. We do, that we was, do. That was close six. Um... A pay driver. Uh, pay driver who did trucks in Brazil and generic saloons. I'm not. I'm not brimming with ideas. No, neither am I. Ah, Santeri, it looks like you've got us again. For now. <laughs> I mean, there are there are still For a few now. more clues, and there is a spaffer. I think we will need the spaffer. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb now and say I think we're gonna need that. Um... But I mean, Pedro Diniz is is too old for that isn't he because i mean he was right ra- yeah he was racing in this in the 90s so that's not it's mm. not pedro diniz i think as well did um, he not do i think he would have maybe had a slightly higher finish probably uh he was he was like the, the classic pay driver though mm. and anyone needed a pay drive they went to pedro diniz <laughs> um like our rose yamaha and he paid damon hill's wages in um 97 yeah in part of the, the 40 and Pacific sort of line. I don't know if he was ever driving for Pacific, but he definitely drove for the 40 team, which were, you know, how didn't ironic, last very long. How ironic, a team that was named after their top speed. <laughs> <laughs> so I do, need, I do need a guess. I do need a guess. I don't have one. <laughs> you, you, you've got some cats I, yeah I've got the cat okay. Ralph Furman oh I can't say that it's not him so why not who Lee has repeatedly called the ugliest driver ever to get behind the wheel of an F1 car well that's a claim <laughs> didn't he race under a, an Irish licence but was actually British Uh yes yeah, yeah, because he was racing for Jordan. I think that was one of the conditions of Eddie giving him the seat. <laughs> Why not? You Why go, not? you go for Ralph Urban. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go on. All right. Next clue. This is number seven. Uh, I drove the third most kilometers out of all the drivers in the two thousand F one season. Right. So reliable, but shit. If they've got one eighth place finish. I was about to leap with it being Takuma Sato, but I'm fairly sure Sato scored podium. He, I don't know if he did a podium. However, IndyCar is open wheel, and he uh, still does that. Of course, yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, next clue. Um, my career highlight was when I overtook Mika Hakkinen, and I ran as high as third before I ran over my pit crew and shortly, shortly after dropped out of the race. Okay, now this is talent, isn't it? That yeah, sounds vaguely familiar. Bells. It does sound familiar. I, I know we were joking about arrows before, but I want to. I think this might have been an arrows driver. You know, I think it probably Yoss's teammate, Yoss ah. Verstappen. Um, let's see. 
Uh, your next clue, I am the most recent driver from my country. Interesting. The most recent driver? From his country. Okay, so we're looking at somebody who uh, hasn't been in the sport, or, t- or a country that hasn't been in the sport for a little while. Yeah, so 2004. Um, we, we so we lost the Brazilians, didn't we? We're massa retired, but yeah. I mean that That was more recent. Twice. Yeah. Um So what ah. Um trying to think. Could we be looking at something like an Argentine? Uh, something like Esteban Tuero. That might be that might be a, a, a really good shout. Esteban Tuero would have been around he probably was around late nineties, though. That's the only thing. Mm, yeah, I I think he might have been slightly early. Um, I'm just trying to think of somebody who might end up in Brazil but not be from Brazil. Yeah, yeah. All right. Rather than a question ten, we have two spaffers. Oh. I'm declaring two of these clues as spaffers. Right. Um, I will let you choose. Okay. Um. Do you want Spaffer 1 or Spaffer 2? I have no strong feelings about the order of the Spaff. Neither do I. <laughs> we'll go for Spaffer 1. Yeah, that's probably the traditional way to go about okay. it. My last name literally translates to Kill the Dog. Oh, it's... Um, it's... Uh, uh, Argentinian is correct. It's... Um... Oh, it's the first part of the second name. It's going to be like Mort or something if it's... No, no, no. Um, 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 it's something carne. Um Is it Ma- Mazacane? And the first name? Uh, um... I'll give you the other spaffer to get you the first Hang name. On. Oh, go on. <laughs> I share my first name with a Disney villain. Disney villain. For some reason, oh, the only one I can it. think of is Scarlet. No, got it. It's, it's Gaston Mazzucane, isn't it? Ah, I am Gaston Mazzucane. Excellent. Oh, I needed two spaffers to get that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm counting. The, I'm counting that as um, an away score draw for Santeri on that. Yeah, uh, I think there, were, there was a, a difficult set of clues. The fact that we needed both spaffers <laughs> was, was yeah, that was... Uh, I don't know if we can claim victory on that because we needed both to get it. Well, yeah, we needed but, a direct yeah. clue to each part of the name. <laughs> yeah, the, the only Argentinian I could think of was uh, Esteban Tuero. He may not even be Argentinian, but I'm pretty sure he is. I think he is. Um, Wasn't he the one that um, held David Coulthard up? in Monaco one year and Ron Dennis went to uh, he was driving I'm pretty sure he was driving for Arrows or Minardi Ron Dennis went mm. to uh, went to his team and said if you don't let Coulthard pass you are out of this sport your driver and your team and I'll see to it but he was holding Coulthard up for position because Coulthard had spun oh dear well if it's for position nothing you can do about it yeah uh, apparently, yeah. apparently when that happened Ron Dennis monumentally lost his shit <clears throat> wow Right, if you want to send in a total shunt, you can send it to Lee, who does them most weeks, but um, 
couldn't make it this week because um, apparently he's been on the internet too much, so uh, Mini Shunt has taken away all his privileges and locked him in his room. Seems fair. I mean, to be honest, if you've seen some of the stuff that Lee posts, you'll you'll agree yes. with you'll agree with Mini Shunt. <laughs> uh, but you send him in a direct message to Lee on Twitter or Instagram, and he is at a total shunt. Um, I'm desperately running out of reserve shunts for weeks when Lee's grounded, so you can send uh, send them to three legs four wheels at gmail dot com, and I'll be able to put them in the uh, reserve pot. If you want to get in touch with us directly, we are at Three Legs Four Wheels on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and individually on Twitter, we are at Sean Cowper. He's in there somewhere. Well, I'm at Flood Twenty One, yeah, and I'm at Pablo One Hundred. I'm uh, still here at Flood. Tw- <laughs> <laughs> we got you. It just came through a little late. Uh, we hope to have oh, the okay. we hope to have the uh, technical internet issues fixed by next week, which is why we're extending Formula Lee Vietnam race for another week because it was meant to finish tonight. But as there's kind of internet-y based issues, I can't actually get the times. So um, we're going to ex- we're going to extend Vietnam for another week, and it might give me a chance to have a go as well. Um, we will be back next week in one form or another, where we'll be looking forward to the first Portuguese Grand Prix. I am looking forward well, to it as Portu- well. I think the first Portuguese yeah. Grand Prix at Portimao. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, first one at Portimao since well, Estoril was what ninety seven was it? Is that, that the last one? Uh, ninety six. Um, the infamous 97 Portuguese Grand Prix got uh, cancelled because of the state of the track and moved to uh, Spain. Mm, someone's done research. And we all know what happened there. That the Jerez? And, yeah, and we all know what happened at Jerez in 1997. Oh, yeah. We do indeed, yeah. Okay, very good. Very good. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've been looking things up. I've been Googling properly and everything. <laughs> um, we'll be back next week. There'll be some kind of lineup. Dan says hi to everyone because we went out for brunch with him and Mrs. Dan to be yesterday. We did. It was good food. And he will be he will be uh, dropping into a show very soon. We'll try to get him tonight. I but... hope I hope Dan drops into a show sometime soon. We will uh, we will do what we can. I'll bribe him with scotch. That's that's usually a good idea. Yeah, Dan is compliant yeah. after the right amount of scotch. We just need to do some <laughs> research to find out what the right amount is. But on a Monday, could be tricky. Um, I think that's about it from us. We will see you next week. Bye bye. Well, indeed. Bye bye. Thanks very much, everyone. Bye. 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 bye.